1: This is Fox 2 News and News 11, the power of 2 at 6 a.m.
2: Our job is to uh, ensure that that the rights of detainees are not violated.
1: Talking about safety at the St. Louis Justice Center, that follows last week's hostage situation and the detainee's death. The action now being taken by the Detention Facilities Oversight Board.
3: And more money is on its way for education in Missouri, where Governor Mike Parson is stopping to sign a bill today.
2: He asked me how I was doing, and I was standing next to him at the time. And I looked at him and I said, better now.
1: A Lincoln County Sheriff's deputy is home this morning after being shot last week, his ongoing road to recovery, and the surprising thing he did the night he was shot. Welcome in everybody on this Bowtie Tuesday. It's August 29th. You are watching The Power of Two at 6 a.m. I'm John Pertzborn.
3: I'm Blair Lede. Thank you for waking up with us. We're starting out with a live look at our Bomberito Automotive Group Sky Fox flying overhead, giving you that beautiful view into downtown St. Louis. And we have Lynn Trung in this morning, giving us a look at the forecast. What a difference a week can make, Lynn.
2: Uh, that's quite Blair. It after a Brutal week last week. This week is looking really nice, nice comfortable temperatures. I wasn't even complaining, it was pretty nice here. Notice that. I'm lots like, wow. of the, lots of 60s out there. A nice, cool, refreshing start. But if it's a little too cool for you, you might want to grab that light jacket. Uh, kids going off to the bus stop this morning. No issues out there. We'll be in the mid-60s with lots of sunshine and then heading home later this afternoon. It's going to be a nice afternoon. Look for temperatures in the low 80s. We'll hit our high around 88 degrees around 5 o'clock, so a warmer day compared to yesterday. Coming up, I'll let you know how nice, how long these nice temperatures will last. For now, let's send it over to Emilie, who has the latest on the roadways.
0: Yeah, Lynn, and it's busy, but it's not horrible. We don't have any traffic incidents and no really big slowdowns for any of drivers getting out and about this morning. So that's a great start to our Tuesday. Here's a live look at some of our major corridors wherever you're driving. Yes, there's going to be some cars on the road. It's not going to be a lonely drive anymore, but again, nothing that should slow you down significantly. Don't need a budget for a lot of extra time at the 6 a.m. hour. Blair and John.
1: Today, Governor Parson will be in the St. Louis area to sign two bills focusing on education and the entertainment industry. And
3: the Power of Two's Chris Rene is live in Chesterfield to explain this morning. Chris,
2: well, good morning to you. John, good morning to you as well. We are just outside of Market High School. This is where Governor Parson will sign House Bill Two, or the State Education Bill, this afternoon. That bill, of course, detailing how the dollars for education will be divvied up around Missouri for this fiscal year. Figures showing the total education bill approaching $10.4 billion in Missouri. That is an increase of more than $2.9 billion or close to a 39% jump in education funding over last year's education bill. The largest single allocation appears to be more than $1.9 billion distributed to public schools through the American Rescue Plan Act. $450 million under the American Rescue Plan funds will be used for childcare programs. Nearly 232 million will be used to fund school transportation. Money will also be set aside to address supply chain issues with school nutrition programs, improve career technical schools, create mental health programs, and also provide feminine hygiene products for some students. There are also millions allocated for grants to help retain and recruit educators. After the signing here, Parson will head to the Gateway Studios and Production Services, also located here in Chester Fair. There he will sign Senate Bill 94, also known as the Show Mo Act. That bill is meant to create thousands of new jobs across Missouri's entertainment industry. For now, live in Chesterfield, I'm Chris Fernier.
3: Thank you, Chris. Six three is your time right now. Well, this morning there are new questions about the conditions at the St. Louis Justice Center. A city oversight board complained about not having the access they need to do their job. 2's Laura Simon is live downtown with the latest developments after they voted to investigate a detainee's death that happened earlier this month. Laura.
0: Blair, a lot to break down for you this morning, but you'll remember a week ago today, all of the chaos out here, all the police officers out here, SWAT team members, as well as inmates here held a 73 year old guard hostage and two days prior to that we are finding out a 32 year old detainee died and now that matter is under investigation take a look at some of this video as bombarito automotive group skyfox was overhead that situation when the 73 year old guard was being held hostage by some inmates here thankfully the situation ended about two hours later without anyone being seriously hurt but it all happened two days after the death of 32-year-old detainee Carlton Bernard. And that is what the St. Louis Department of Public Safety Detention Facilities Oversight Board voted last night to investigating at a hearing they had. The board claims it has not been given proper access, though, to investigate jail conditions, which have certainly been top of mind. The St. Louis chapter of the NAACP and the Missouri Baptist State Convention of Missouri also released a statement on Monday calling for more transparency. Public safety officials have said people who are detained here are fed three meals a day and they're offered phone and video calls. But I spoke with a detainee named Anthony Newberry over the weekend and he tells me that most definitely was not the case for him. he calls the conditions here inhumane. He and another inmate we should mention are accused of punching that 73-year-old guard, taking his keys and unlocking all the jail cells here. Newberry denies ever touching or hurting the guard, but he does admit to taking his keys and unlocking jail cells.
2: I wasn't able to get no visits. I wasn't able to uh, use the phone. I wasn't able to take a shower. Our job is to uh, ensure that the, that the rights of detainees are not violated, uh, that everyone who sets foot in that, that center be a detainee uh, guard or administrative staff, are safe and secure, uh, and that there's no violation of their health.
0: Following last night's meeting, a Department of Public Safety official emailed us some information, and they do want to reiterate to people they are not in any way trying—they're try, not in any way trying to interfere with this board's investigation. But they do want people to know that those board members still need to complete some training, and so they want that to be done. But the board does say that they can simultaneously investigate the detainee's death that happened on August 20th while also completing. Their training. Reporting live outside of the City Justice Center this morning, I'm Laura Simon.
1: Well, following yesterday's meeting, a Department of Public Safety official pushed back, saying it is not interfering with the ability of the board to move forward and do its job. They added board members still need to undergo required training. The board chair says its staff are capable in investigating while board members still complete. Their training. Well, in a Power of Two news follow up, a Lincoln County Sheriff's deputy who was shot last week is on the men this morning. That's Robert Wagner. He was responding to a domestic call when a man inside that house shot him in the chest. The man then set the house on fire and took off before police eventually found him dead. Wagner was taken to the hospital where he underwent surgery. He is now released and will continue recovering at home. On the night of the shooting, though, Wagner proposed to his girlfriend about that
3: Well, four Missouri cities will receive landmark federal funding to reduce the impact of natural disasters. Three are in the St. Louis area, including University City, Ladue and Webster Groves. The FEMA funding will allow the cities to buy out flood damaged properties to reduce repetitive damage. The cities will get more than 16 million dollars in funding.
1: Well, the mayor of Jennings is at odds with most of his city council after they sent him a no confidence letter. Only three of the eight city council members showed up to Monday's regularly scheduled meeting, so there were not enough members, council members present to hold an official meeting. In the city's latest meeting agenda, it did not recognize a prior emergency meeting from August 18th that the mayor tried to stop. The council tried to offer people their jobs back after a mass resignation at City Hall. Despite no official meeting, the mayor heard from his supporters who packed the room and expressed confidence in him.
3: Well, concerns are growing about violence at high school football games after panic in the crowd forced a Pattonville game to be canceled Friday. The same night as the panic at Pattonville, a 16-year-old student spectator was killed at a high school football game in Choctaw, Oklahoma. Pattonville has both police and private security at games but they're now refining their attendance policy ahead of this Friday's home game against Kirkwood.